What's up? What's up, everybody? Happy Friday. Welcome. Welcome. You're listening. Zoom from, I mean, for better to be freer in a garden. Kind of in a garden, but Frank here is my man. Charles. And by, by the end of the show, I think we're live again. We had a little technical <laughs> difficulty. We're going to carry on. We're going to proceed anyway. So round saying, uh, round two, ding, ding, ding. Uh, Frank Chopper Wells, and hopefully by the end of the show today, we'll be able to determine why they call him Chopper. There's a going and a bad one. Does he fly an airplane or uh, a helicopter? Were you on an 18? Was not. <laughs> so Frank and I are training. <laughs> not yet. He's young still, though. Frank and I are uh, training partners here. At Hensel Gracie Academy, um, he's a he's a mixed martial artist. Uh, fought fights uh, in Cage Fury right now, yeah. um, but has done other circuits as well as uh, Muay Thai fights um, and Jiu Jitsu. Um, but besides that, Frank has got his own uh, company uh, called Evergreen Nutritional Counseling. Did I get that right? Boom, Just nutrition counseling. Nutrition Close. counseling. Boom. It's all good. Very cool. And uh, and what captivated me about uh, Frank's story. Um, is uh, the, the, the meandering path that, that he <laughs> went to, to get to financial freedom and working on that part still. <laughs> Self-employment. Um, and, and he was telling it right here in the lobby. And I was like, man, this is, this is what it's all about. Uh, so give everybody just a little background, like where you, you know, where you grew up, um, kind of like some early jobs, how you, you got interested in martial arts and fighting like and, and like really putting it out there and like going you know for pro uh fighting status um but then also like how you ended up in this this uh business orientation as well uh yeah so i grew up in central jersey where i'm still at now um i initially did martial arts um my dad brought me to the karate school that he went to i think was still going to at the time when i was like five or six um, I was there for a little bit. I stopped. I got a call back. The guy was like, there's this MMA stuff going on now. We have like this Muay Thai jujitsu combo hybrid class comeback. Check it out. And I was 15. I was like, cool. And looking back, it wasn't that at all. It was like gun defense, knife defense, all that stuff. 
a little bit of to like training again and then Jim was like oh come train in Jersey for a little bit then I went down to Nicotones down in Brick for a little bit and then I ended up here um full-time for my jiu-jitsu and MMA um job-wise I was like bouncing all around as well I started off as uh like a sales rep at Best Buy just like 16 year old stuff like Kindles when they first hit the scene and then uh I got fired from that job because I was wallet a couple times over the course of a couple months and I took a couple Kit Kat bars and there was uh <laughs> nope there was just a loss prevention guy who was like really serious about his job so went from there worked for the VNA um the visiting nurse association where I would like work with a lot of doctors and all that um and then I didn't really like that job and I started selling health insurance and that was cool because I was like 21, 22, making really good money. But uh, it was just like a very soul sucking business, making cold calls all day. And like my boss is not the best. He was like doing real shady stuff, multiple social security numbers, like had me run weird errands, stuff like that. So I was like, this is miserable. Like I got the girl that I was dating at the time, a job there. And then we split. She started dating somebody else in the office. The boss was a jerk. It was like, not not the environment I wanted to be in so I like just left I like quit went to Thailand for a couple months um I was there for four months and while I was there I had a whole bunch of free time I was there to train Muay Thai but train three four hours a day and then there's nothing else to do the rest of the day so I was like studying my personal trainer certifications all that stuff knew what I wanted knowing I wanted to do that um came home started doing the personal training stuff, uh, which I still do now. And then as I got better at Muay Thai, I started doing Muay Thai privates. And then the nutrition thing was really like not something that I initially set out to do. Um, I was always interested in it for myself because I saw guys and girls on the scales looking like death and having really miserable weight cuts and that affecting like long-term health for sure. And also like their performances. Um, So I just kind of like, I started reading about this guy, Mike Dolce, who was like, I've been doing this for 20 years. Nobody's ever missed weight. I got it down to a science, this and that. Um, so I kind of like took his process, played around my own stuff, and people started for help. So they saw me walking around. Muay Thai, it's like a little bit different weight class, but still 147. And they're like, how are you doing this? And I was like, I just know it works for me. I don't feel qualified to like tell anybody else what they should be doing. So like, let me go get some, uh, some certification, some formal education, and then I'll get back to like, okay, I know what I'm talking about. Not like, Oh, I did this and it helps. So here you go and hope it works. Like I went and actually like learned uh, the science of it. So like general nutrition, I got a certification for, and I learned also under that guy, Mike Dolce that I initially um, just kind of followed a couple of years back. Who Frank um, pointed out his initials are MD. Not a doctor, but initials are MD. But uh, yeah, so he's worked with like the Ronda Rousey, the Johnny Hendricks, the Calvin Gastelums, like the whole cream of the crop. And nobody's ever missed under his guidance. So like him and doesn't hurt that uh, he only lives about 25 minutes from where I live. So he was doing his seminar and I was like, let's do it. And I was the only person that did it that was even in that state 
So we just kind of became like boys. And once I got certified, once I felt confident enough in what I was doing, uh, I just got this business up and rolling. So I'm just going to start helping people. Started with like people in my Muay Thai gym, like did it for free, just like test run. Everything worked out. Everybody made their weight. Everybody felt good. And I was like, okay, cool. I feel somewhat qualified now to start giving this advice out. And when you say Muay Thai gym, you, this was where you were teaching out of. Correct. Like students of yours. So you yes. Had a direct connection. Yeah. So I, I knew them. I knew their clients. training schedule hundred yeah. percent. And uh, again, I knew like who they were and they were doing a tournament. So we had like seven people fighting in the same weekend. So I was like, cool, let's just work with all of them mm-hmm. and see what, and then they all made weight, all did well. I was like, okay, we got something here. You had, you had like your, your testing lab. Right. I was like yeah. seven for seven. That's all different personalities, different schedules, different training schedules, different everything. People taking it seriously. People doing it as a hobby whatever. And they all made it. So I was like, okay, now we got some, something to cook with, nice. you know, and just explain for everybody what that means in terms of like making weight and, and how that can, you know, positively or negatively impact you as a fighter. Yeah. So obviously there's set weight class, a weight class dominated sport. So nobody that competes, especially professionally fights at the weight they walk around at. Um, it's kind of like cheating that everybody does. But like, because everybody does it, it's kind of necessary. So it's like, you know, everyone has to shrink themselves down. So there's regular dieting, which like anybody does to like drop regular body mass. And then when it's time for the actual weight cut, that's when people are losing anywhere between like eight and 16 pounds in the course of like 24 to 30 hours before the weigh-in. So we have to set that up properly. That's like a, there's like benchmarks, but it really starts like three weeks out. Um, so people cut weight. So they flow down. Like I fight at 145 pounds. Um, I'm fighting in four weeks. I woke up this morning at 164 pounds. So like, I don't really weigh 145 pounds. I'm going to suck myself down, touch down for like two or three hours at that weight and then float back up and then probably compete the next day at like around 160. So like that's, and that to people that don't know, they're like, wow, that's crazy. But that's like very common like right right down the line pretty much everybody does and if you don't make weight you don't make weight one it just looks bad it's unprofessional you sign a contract that at this time at this date i will be this weight and then you're not that's like you're not fulfilling your contractual obligation so in like the higher level professionals you're gonna lose 20 sometimes 30 percent of your purse um that you have to give to the other guy because you missed weight kind of depending on how much so will you still fight or as, as long as he still takes it most people do because they cut the weight and they prepared so right. they'll take it but it's like you get a pound allowance so i'm 145 if i weigh in at 147 pounds unless you say i'm making like entry level ufc is like 10,000 10,000 so you 10,000 to show you get another 10,000 to win so i show up say i don't win bonus i made 20,000 now i have to give the other guy 4,000 and gotcha. that's like, I feel like it's all relative on how much it stings. Cause like, for that grand scheme of things, like not crazy, but if you're only making 20 per fight, it's like, that's a good amount. Let's get your head and then off. you're talking, yeah, you take all the same risks. Yeah. And then, you know, you talk to higher levels. Some of these guys are making five, six, seven hundred thousand dollars So making 500 grand, you have to give away 20%. And then you double that. If you win, you got to give a guy, you know, 400 grand because you, missed weight i hope i did that math right but too many kick ass yeah from best buy specifically um yeah so Stolen. 
I make sure that people are on their way. Yeah. Essentially. Essentially. Yeah. And I said, there's good and bad ways to do it. And the way that I have been doing it is like basically the proven best way again, by like people that have been doing it for 20 something years and nobody's ever missed weight. Everybody performs well, you know, so just passing on that. Yeah, science. No, that's great. Well, we'll pick back up with that. We're going to take sure. the first break, but I want to pick back up with like the name of your company and what that sure. means to you. Um, and I've, I've, you know, I've seen some of your social media surrounding, you know, your, your, your counseling. Cool. Yeah. And, uh, and, and it seems like you're, you're looking for the long-term success, not just like, let's make this way. hundred percent. We're going to take our first break. We'll be back in just a minute, everybody. Hang tight. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy. And I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your conscious consultant. And on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Are you interested in having a better relationship with yourself, others, and God? Greetings. I'm your host, Dr. George Andow, for the show, A Journey Through Into Awareness. On my show, we journey into the awareness that the mind of God is the true seat of our personal consciousness. We join together each Monday at 7 p.m., so tune in on Talk Radio NYC. Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. again you're listening to the entrepreneurial web anytime i have a fighter on i like to do like my best boof, 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 Ooh, bruce buster <laughs> and the blue corner <laughs> that boost buffer frank chopper Boom. that was impressive yeah I mean, hired i had this guy uh jeff the administrator peterson and wow. that one rolled off the tongue really nicely i like and it. i didn't practice it at all and he was like yeah that was damn good <laughs> and I was like, yeah. maybe you know i'm a shit fighter but uh I'm, maybe i have a <laughs> i have another calling in the ring it would be great <laughs> so we're talking with frank uh today he's uh like i said in the first uh, segment he's um He's an MMA fighter, Muay Thai fighter, Jiu-Jitsu fighter. He's a, a martial arts instructor. Um, but along the way, after getting fired from Best Buy and a couple other 
bumps. He, uh, he started his own um, nutrition counseling company called Evergreen Nutrition Counseling. Boom. Nailed it. And one of the things that, that I love to talk to business owners about is the name that they choose mm-hmm. and why. Because sometimes it's just random. You know, it's like number one pizza or, right. you know, panda Chinese food or whatever. That doesn't really mean a lot. But the term evergreen itself yeah. indicates like long term. Like this is these are these are tried and, and vetted practices. Yeah. And, and we're going to be around Versus, I mean, you see a lot of, you see one, a lot of fighters come and go. You see a lot of diets come and go. Yeah. Uh, nutrition is just like all over the place um, with people. So why, why the term evergreen? Why did that become your name? So um, like we talk a lot about fighters, but I work with a lot of non-fighters as well, just like general um, populations as, as for lack of a better term, I like, I'm not you know, like trying to talk down on, but like, whatever. I got the no. athlete shirt on. Boom. I'm really Certified athlete. But <laughs> uh, like you said, I mean, there's a lot of like fad, like BS diets. Like, oh, we're doing keto. We're doing 36 hours fast every day. We're doing like this and that. Probably people only eating like egg corns on weekends. Like, I don't know. There's like always stuff. And then you see like these, a lot of people on YouTube doing like, videos are just like these big jacked guys that are like most likely doing some steroids and they talk about it openly but like we call that the bomba on the show boom <laughs> that's sauce um <laughs> but yeah so like they're always talking about like oh this this is the diet this is the thing but it's like that's not what they did to get like that mm-hmm. they're doing that to sell a bunch of programs right. and they're gonna say only eat fat and protein and don't eat any carbs and then in 18 months, it's like a totally different thing that they're talking about. And it's like, they're just going to the next thing that's going to get the most amount of clicks and the most amount of like, whatever's hot at the time. And yeah, evergreen is like, this is just, it's the same thing. It always has been the same thing. It always will be is like, things aren't changing. It's just getting yourself to have like good habits and then sustaining them over long periods of time. The other thing that, that stood out to me is that you had a fight. I can't remember what it was. Or when was your last Cage Fury fight? That was in April. April. A while I ago. remember asking, like, you know, what's what's your camp like or whatever. We, we knew we were on the show with my brother and I. And you were like, I'm just, I, I don't change anything. I'm just always ready. So yeah. that's, it's just like a, it's more of a lifestyle for you than like, this is something we're going to do for eight weeks. And then, right. And then I'm back to eating hot dogs and drinking beer. Right. And, and like, I get my next, my next potential contract. Correct. Yeah. And I mean, like I'll enjoy like the pizzas and the burgers and stuff like that. It's just it, the, the whole thing. Cause like I went through a period of this as well, but like it's trying to build a healthy relationship with food, you know? So like there was, again, a lot of people do this and myself included at a certain point in time was like, okay, I need to drop some weight, but fuck, all right, I'm going to eat this pizza, but then I'm not going to eat for 12 hours after that. And then in six hours, you're like, mm, all right, one cookie's fine, but I'm not going to eat for 13 hours. And it's just like, this just like binging fasting thing. Yeah. That's just like, it, it just doesn't work. You know what I mean? Like, I feel a lot of people struggle with that, but yeah, having a good relationship with food is, is the thing. So like I eat 85, 90% of the time healthy, but if like, something pops up at somebody's birthday if it's whatever we're going out i don't mind having that thing that snack that pizza that dessert whatever because it's everything's consistency consistency not like 
very focused for short periods of time and then fall off the rails. Like you were saying, it's just like, what can, what is the most sustainable thing that I can do? And that's it. And that's the key. I think that's the key word in evergreen. It's like, it's sustainable. You know, this is, this is something that, that can go on and on and on. Um, Did I mention to you the, it it was a um, Matthew McConaughey episode with Joe Rogan, where he was talking about how he, how he cut weight. Oh, for the machinist. He was just like, (sighs) yeah, he was eating nothing. But, but he said he started, he did the arc was like so long that it was never taxing on him where he just like Mm. slowly eliminated things little by little and started like a year out. And then the same on the way back up. It's not like once they were done, he was like, okay, burgers and hot dogs every day. Right. He had to arch back up. That's, that's smart. But he, was, he, he said it was smart. And he said, you know, it was not taxing on his system. He did not feel, you know, he wasn't fatigued. He didn't right. do it. I'm starting to see like hallucinate and anything yeah. like that. Like he said, everything felt very normal if you do it in a sustainable fashion. I think the, the, the crazy peaks and, you know, my, my brother experienced this firsthand. I got to give him a little shout out. This is an embarrassing story, but sorry, dude. I know you were talking shit about me last week on the show. <laughs> last week we, we did the Sunday show, but I was on top of a mountain and I couldn't, okay. yeah, I couldn't get down. Got <laughs> it. All right. <laughs> couldn't get down in enough time. And, uh, and, and they did it without me. And I, I heard there was, there was some, there was talk some shit. Um, but he was, he was a wrestler in middle and high school and he cut weight for, for a match. He made weight. And he went to dinner, I think, with like my parents. He was like 17 at the time. And then his girl called and she was like, I want to go out. And he was like, yeah, I could eat again, sure. And he ate again. And he's driving home and just like his body tanked. Oh, and he sure. fell asleep driving and wrapped his car around a freaking light post. Oh, Christ. Dislocated his hip. They, they wrestled for a while, but oh, he came back. <laughs> um, but but like, you know, I got to see like firsthand how, how those crazy um, weight cuts can affect you. Yeah. So it seems like what you're talking about would, would definitely avoid a situation like that for anybody that's looking, whether you're a high school wrestler, an aspiring fighter, or just somebody looking to, to get in shape. Uh, you're not going to wrap your car around a light post because of what Frank told you to do. Boom. I'm saving lives out here, really. <laughs> well, <But> I- <laughs> the other thing I wanted to point out is like, you know, there, there's, there's all this talk about how to respond to uh to the threat of covid Mm -hmm. and you don't hear a lot of people saying really be fucking healthy yeah i think the stats right now are is like 78 percent of people that are in icu beds are obese like it's a major contributor (laughs) like you said it doesn't mean you have to skip all the things that you enjoy but you do have to have a balanced healthy relationship with food yeah and and that's the thing it's a lot of like when people want to go on their diets, like I've had friends or like their moms, like, oh yeah, I'm only in 500 calories a day. And they do that for a month and they lose 25 pounds. And then they have like that one cheat day. And then it just ramps all the way back the other way. And it's like, then they're just gorging and gorging and gorging. And like, it's a classic thing. It's like, I lose and then I gain back more than I lost because it's like, you're just, you're wrapping almost your whole identity around like, this is what I'm doing. And if any chink in that armor prevent presents itself you just blow apart completely and like i run a strength program out of a wrestling club so i see a lot of these kids that are like i'm trying to like convince them not to cut weight because i see friends were like they wrestle and their three brothers didn't wrestle and all their brothers are six foot three and they're like five foot seven and it's like that's not an accident 
that's like that it's just it's not you know it's like and i was there wrestling in high school too where kids don't eat for like a day and a half they make weight they go have like four happy meals from mcdonald's and they're like oh okay now i gotta run seven miles and then go don't eat for the next day and then they weigh in it's like that is not you're just wrecking your body. You're going like super high insulin. Then you're going crashing into nothing. And you're just like, everything's just a roller coaster. Which also is not good for you if you're trying to build a solid immune system. Right, right. And back to that, like the overweight, the COVID thing is like, that's really just a relationship with food thing. And like, that's what I do again with like non-athletes, people not competing is like, okay, tell me everything you do. What do you sleep? Like, how's your sleep? What's your water? What's your work like? What's your workout like? What's your food like? Because again, it's not going to, everybody knows, okay, eat a carrot. That's like, but doing it is the hard part. So like, see like all those things. And it's like, okay, there's probably like 20 things in here that we can fix, but we're going to go with like three. And we're going to go with the three easiest. And we're going to knock those out. And we're going to do another three. And we're just going to build momentum. And then it's like, you turn around in seven, eight months and you're like, huh. I lost 30 pounds and that wasn't even like, I wasn't even paying attention to it. I was just fixing these little things, hitting small markers. And then you step on the scale and you're like, Oh, okay. Those little things made a difference. Not I'm not eating gluten or um, cutting out all carbs or I'm not eating any meat or meaning all meat or like whatever, whatever it is, you know, it's like just having good, healthy habits that you can do consistently. And again, I have a lady that probably like the longest client that I have because I've only been running this for about a year and a half. I've had her for 14 months. So like the vast majority of it. And, you know, she'd be like, I don't want to be, I don't want to upset you, but my friend's birthday party is next weekend. And I really want to have a drink. I'm like, dude, you literally haven't missed anything. You haven't been off track in like three months. Right. Go, go. you're going to be fine. Yeah. And you're going to check your weight the next day and go, Oh my God. And then you're check it the next day and be like, Oh, I'm fine. Yeah. And it's like, not, it's like understanding that a, a cheat day or an earned meal or whatever you want to call it is not like the end of the world. You hit that and then you go and then you just keep going. Like I said, back, back to the consistency. Right. It's like jujitsu. Yeah. But you're we'll right. get to that later. So. Shall. All right, we're going to take another break, everybody. Hang tight. We'll see you in just a few. Howdy, I am Joseph Franklin McElroy, host of the new podcast, Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. Are you a cannabis enthusiast, a cannabis professional, or interested in entering the cannabis space? I'm Johnny Tsunami, and this is Planet Baco Lolo, a less taboo view. On our show, we will discuss the cannabis world through the perspective of various cannabis professionals. Tune in every Thursday evening, Eastern Standard Time, 6 p.m., Talk Radio NYC, Planet Baco Lolo, a less taboo view. Are you passionate about the conversation around racism? 
Hi, I'm Reverend Dr. TLC, host of the Dismantle Racism Show, which airs every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Join me and my amazing guests as we discuss ways to uncover, dismantle, and eradicate racism. That's Thursdays at 11 o'clock a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a small business trying to navigate the COVID-19 related employment laws? Hello, I'm Eric Sauver, employment law business law attorney and host of the new radio show, Employment Law Today. On my show, we'll have guests to discuss the common employment law challenges business owners are facing during these trying times. Tune in on Tuesday evenings from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern time on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Welcome back again. If you're just tuning in, the Entrepreneurial Web. I'm your host Jeremiah Fox today. Here with Frank Chopper Wells, pro fighter, also uh, has his own nutrition counseling company called Evergreen Nutritional Counseling. Nailed it. You almost. Know, I got to set it yeah. up. I'm like, I'm gonna fuck it up if I just start with Evergreen. It's all good. <laughs> I've done that before, where I completely make up business names for people, and they're just like, "That's fine." No, man. Like one guy, his I can't even remember, but I just kept calling his something like Brooklyn something or other, and he's like, it, "There's Brooklyn's not in the name." And I was, like, <laughs> I was like, "What's in Brooklyn, right?" And he was like, "Yeah, you got that part right." So. Um, so talking about uh, you know nutrition, how it how it applies to athletes um, and and weight cuts and how that you know you could lose money that way, but also just the general the general public you know old fucks like me who just trying to keep it, the dream alive um, and stay in shape. Um, but a lot of what you said too, uh, you, you mentioned sleep. You know you you talked about sustainability, sleep. Like what are all your habits? These are the things that I hear like high performing like mm-hmm. entrepreneurs and business people talk yeah. about too like shout out to my guy dr lance not he's one of the the um uh personal or, <laughs> i'm gonna fuck your title up too lance <laughs> physical therapist okay he's got a phd he's got a number of clinics injuries he's based out of medford okay um and his his companies are called breakthrough um he's been on the show a couple times great dude you know, same similar focus where he started in in uh, people's wellness, owned his own businesses, and real. So, uh, as you're saying, people coming to you that are like, yeah. like I, uh, that, that. There's one thing that really I think prohibits me from like getting to the the, the next level that I want to get is like I don't sleep. I sleep like five hours a night yeah you know yeah um 
so you know you you could even like expand into that do you, are you getting people um from that background that are like oh yeah i'm just like a business person i work so hard and i just like i'm not physically where i want to be yeah there, there's there's a girl so that's it's actually one that was my longest client now and she was like i'm not going to say her name but if she listens she'll know who it is um she was like so she's a lawyer so very like high stress like you know yeah just difficult environment said it's also like it's the culture of the of like lawyers they go out and they drink after work but she's also um so she played basketball uh at yale so like high level basketball player very smart um and then she started competing in muay thai when i went and looked at her she's only been competing for like including covid where she didn't get to fight for over a year i mean she's only been competing for about three, three and a half years. And she's stacked up like 26 fights. Like she just, just mows through them one after another. But, um, so she's a lawyer. And a fight. Yeah. She's, she's all over, but, uh, yeah, she would, it's funny too. Cause she was like the easiest because I'm like, Hey, what's like your schedule? Like, and three minutes later, I had an email of everything blocked out. She does every day of the week. I was like, this is awesome. Because most fighters, including myself, are like quite unorganized. And like, oh, I'll figure out my schedule is when I'm doing the things. And then let you know what I have, what happened at that time. Um, but uh, yeah, it was a lot of like, my first run is at 6 a.m. And I train until 9 a.m. And then I work from like 12 to 5. And I train from 6 to 9. And I come home and I work from like 10 30 to 1 a.m. And then I get up at five o'clock. I'm like, we got to fix that. We like, <laughs> we got to do. And it was a fortunate time that was during Corona stuff. So she wasn't able to, and work was kind of like, cause they weren't doing like in-person. Um, I don't know what they're called trials, I guess. But uh, so she's able to correct the sleep a little bit, but that's like, that was like a real big thing. It was like, you have, you're working out three, sometimes four. Negations and doing all the pre-work and trying to all like a good, such a high level that like, we got to find time to rest if we can like find a nap in the middle of the day, if we can get you like throwing something from the end of your day and squeeze it in the middle that we're like, you're multitask just so we can try to get another hour, hour and a half of sleep. Cause like it was realistically like four, sometimes five hours. Right. She's like 35, 36. So like metabolism is slowing down a little bit. And so like you need every single advantage that you get you can get to preserve that lean muscle tissue. So like sleep matters, stress matters, how you're eating matters. Like there's a lot of factors into it. Um, so it's, I, it's funny because people focus on diet. They're like, yeah, everybody's like, I need to diet and do sit-ups. And I'm like, unfortunately, it's that's, a, <laughs> it's, a lot more it's a lot more to it. And I didn't realize until like really get like running multiple businesses, how, right. how much stress plays into it. Yeah. Um, because it just throws your body kind of all kilter, but you also make poor decisions when you're right. stressed yeah so it's not even like a cheat it's just like a fuck it you know yeah and well, then uh sleep the same way when you're when you're really tired and exhausted 
you just not, your body's not firing the same way. And you're just like, you know what? I'm going to have donuts right now. Yeah. Just- yeah. And I said like, you're, it's just what's easiest to most convenient. And it's like, okay, I just go grab this, boom, grab it. And then again, it's like, while you're at the gas station, while you're doing this, you're doing that, you're like not planning really anything. And that's the idea is like, that's what helps a lot of people too, is like not having like, okay, I eat eggs at 12 and I eat chicken at four and this, whatever. It's like having a general sense and some principles to work around. And then like making sure you have a plan and fit those principles into the meals that you're having. And so it's not like six o'clock and you're like, what am I going to eat? And I was like, no, you have a pretty good idea. And like things that'll fit into what you should be eating. And accessibility. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, let's, yeah. So like some people do like the meal prep stuff. I don't even do that, but it's like, just have the ingredients at home. Keep the process crap out of your house. Mm -hmm. So it becomes more inconvenient to go get the crap than it is just to throw some vegetables and saute them, throw them up and okay, that wasn't so bad. Ten minutes. what's your, what's your opinion on naps? Cause I like, I like naps. Big nap guy. Big nap guy. Big nap guy. Yeah. So I mean like needing naps generally means you didn't sleep enough, but like if you can fit the naps in, if you're not sleeping for whatever reason, right. Whether it's you're just struggling to sleep or like your schedule doesn't fit it so well and you have the time, like definitely get to sleep. And I mean, I'm sure you feel it too. Like you're dragging ass. You take a 20 minute nap and you're like, all right, let's go. We're going to knock out the rest of the day and feel good. I've done that as well. I've heard uh, a couple of trainers say there's no such thing as overtraining. There's under resting. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if there's no such thing as overtraining, but certainly it happens a lot quicker when you're under resting, you know, like there's even myself, I had like my set schedule and I'm like, man, this is a lot. I'm probably overworking myself. And then like went to a physical therapist where they do like cryo, they do chiropractor, they do acupuncture. I go to like a banya where they have like the sauna and the cold plunge. And all of a sudden I'm like, I feel pretty good. And I'm doing the same things. I just added some recovery in and they said, make sure the sleep's right. And you're like, "Hmm, all right, maybe I wasn't doing too much. I just was not doing enough on the other end of it to kind of like help keep this side afloat, you know? So what are some other forms of recovery? You know, you mentioned a couple besides just rest and diet. Yeah. For, um, for you know, high, like for high performers, whether it's for just business people and then just like firing on all pistons. Yeah. I mean, so like, like I said, the naps are big doing like, um, if, so for physical things, again, it's like doing the active recovery, like the ice baths going for, even just for walks on an off day, just to get your blood flowing to get your muscles moving. Um, without straining them, um, like that low intensity exercise, um, even just doing like like mentally relaxing things are gonna help your body just kind of like because if you're if we're sitting in a chair now, but my mind is like on point, it's like firing hard. So like that's still I'm not relaxing, I'm not resting the way that I would be if I was actually trying to. So like I'm a big like especially fight camp time, but big like take a warm bath have some tea play some nice like easy music and then maybe like a quick and then go to bed at the screens right before that like tracking much like just keeping at a low rpm i feel like that is super helpful especially people that are like the quick walks, the baths, stuff like that at the end of the day can 
just kind of like just bring everything down. But you're talking about actively like turning your mind down and not trying to figure Correct. out. I think they're both in conjunction. The world and everything. Because yeah. like you said, you could be in that bath with the tea and the music, but if you're like worrying about a bunch of shit, eyes closed, but you're just like, I got this, I got that. Like you're not, you're, you're diminishing your recovery. Correct. Like it's better than nothing. Right. But yeah, it could be way better if we like just tuned it all down. I'm big on that too. I go to lay down and I'm like, yeah, I didn't text that guy. I got to do this. Oh, I didn't do that. I forgot about that. I mean, all right. Like, about like all the yeah. business owners, man, they lay down yeah. and they're like, you know, especially the last year and a half, you know, where's the money going to come from? Where's yeah. the staff going to come from? And, um, I, you know, it's, that's been hard for me, but I've figured out my own little ways to do that. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it's huge where you just like that ability to let it go mm-hmm. and just reduce the potential for the stress and the lack yeah. of sleep. Because even like you said, if you try to sleep, yeah. And you'll, you'll come back better. Like when you do have to think about those things, I feel like you're sharper. You're not getting overwhelmed with these 15 yeah. things. You're just kind of like, it's your rest round. You know what I mean? You come back in just was, like a little bit. Say, or you could just do jujitsu for an hour. And you Boom. Get it all because- yes. That's a nice meditation. Motherfucker's trying to choke you and all of a sudden, whatever you worried about. Yeah. Yeah. I remember like, anymore. I, I'm not a big runner, but I like, Yeah. you get your mind cleared out again i could have rounds right hey, can i breathe like right before interviewing rodrigo oh no yeah i got okay. choked unconscious how'd that feel great this boring i've been close but i've never actually gone I, me too and i went totally out it was funny because it wasn't even we were just like kind of flow roll. and he got on my back collar and he started to get deeper and deeper i had my hands raise my foot to tap and it never, it never went down and it's so funny because like you, it's like an out-of-body experience for those of you who haven't gotten choked unconscious it's a blood choke it's, right it's relatively safe um you you like i went to a concert i was like mm. in a club with like loud music interesting and then rodrigo is like in front of me and i'm like that's so odd that he's here too <laughs> he's like he's like my brother you okay you okay and i'm like and then I, my first thought was, oh, fuck, I fainted. Like, because my third, you know, talk about overtraining, it was my third class that day. Okay. It was 7, 10, and noon. Okay. And it was like one fifteen, So I've been going, and it was hot and everything. And I'm like, I finally hit that old man point where I just, like, fainted because I would train too much. And then he said something about not tapping. And when I realized that I, I got choked out, I just started dying laughing. And I woke up, and I felt, um, like, talk about a power nap. Right. I was out for 10 seconds. And I felt like I slept for two hours. And I was like, is there still time in the round? And they were like, yeah. I'm like, let's go. And they're like, what? And Do I'm, it again. I felt amazing after that. And I was asleep for 10 seconds, but it was deep sleep. Like, right, deep, the deepest. Like, I, went, like, I went to the other side. It was wild. It was wild. All right, we're going to take one more quick break. We'll be back cool. in just a minute, everybody. Hang tight. Hey, everybody. It's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector, coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy and Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week 
at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. Do you feel uninformed about menopause and how it impacts on your life? Hi, I'm Pat Duckworth, women's health strategist and host of the Hot Women Rock radio show, empowering women leaders at menopause. Join me every Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. UK Time on talkradio.nyc for interviews with inspirational women who will share their top tips to rock your world. Have you ever thought of reinventing yourself? Are you looking to create a new life's journey? Hi, I'm Kevin Barbaro, host of Coffee Talk XL every Tuesday night, 5, 8 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live to hear me and my guests from a variety of different backgrounds. As a former college coach and a current full-time actor and owner of multiple companies, my show is as eclectic as my life. That's Coffee Talk XL every Tuesday night, 8 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Everybody, welcome back. Last round, ding, 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 with Frank Schubber. Whoa! Coming to you live from Hensel Gracie headquarters, 30th Street, Midtown, Manhattan. So the pressing question, why do they call you Chopper? <laughs> so we got a good, one, a good reason and a bad reason, and they both happened within 30 seconds of each other. Um, first ever kickboxing fight. The, I was fighting like a shorter boxer. Oh, the plan was like kick his legs, kick his body, get him reaching, get his guard down, and then we're gonna kick up high. And the first thing I did, I, that's what the game plan was in the back. And then right before the fight starts, my coach is like right behind me, showing be fucking violent, be violent. I'm like, be violent. And I touched gloves, I threw a head kick, and it sailed right over his head, and I fell my ass. And my coach likes to over exaggerate and say I spun around like a helicopter, and he proceeded to just post pictures of helicopters on my Facebook page for like three weeks straight every day. So that's what the official credit is. Um, same fight, got back up, literally threw one leg kick on the outside, one leg kick on the inside. I threw a push kick and then I kicked him in the head and knocked him out, which is literally exactly what he said to do from the beginning. Um, and then other people are saying, because I chopped his head off and that they saw like a tooth in his in my shin guard which isn't true but you know can't let the truth get in the way of a good story um you're, you're, yeah you've been associated with some crazy fights the one that you fought the guy lost his finger yeah that and i was, wasn't in that fight no no that was the that same was like, night though yeah it was like just quite odd fights later and i was like yeah they were right. literally like can everybody look under their seats and see if you see this guy's finger yeah that was weird because i came out of the locker room and i'm watching a fight happen and i see the guy sit down on the stool and then a few minutes later, I see a guy get wheeled out on the gurney, and I never heard the crowd pop. I never heard anything like, yeah. wow, it was, no, it was very strange. So weird. And 
then I, I'm walking up to like where my friends and family are. Um, and I see the ref to ref my fight crawl out from underneath the cage with a flashlight on. I'm like, what is happening? And someone's like, that dude lost his finger. And I'm like, what? And it ended up being in his glove. It folded back underneath the glove somehow. I don't know how, but uh, he ended up fighting like a couple of weeks ago. He lost, but he is fighting again. Um, and those Russians, he's a, a psychotic Russian like they all are. Where, emotionless. Yeah, so that. And then there's a picture the next day of like the stitches of his hand together. And they like interviewed him, I guess, at the hospital. And they were like, uh, or he goes, man, I was pissed too. I was pissed the doctor stopped it because I felt that guy was fading. I was going to get him out of there in the yeah, third yeah. round. I'm like, what? I go, if, if you ever like touch the hot stove, how that feels. And that's like with your skin. Imagine just taking like your bare bone and then slamming it off of somebody's head as hard as you could. It's like, that is just unbelievable. They're, like, they're different. They're different breeds. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to ask you um, how martial arts training, like particularly I think jujitsu because it's, it's so strategic. We were talking mm-hmm. about that fight and how you had a game plan. How has training impacted your approach to running your business? Um, so, I mean, I think like a big thing that, um, that, uh, I got from Mike Jarmillo too, cause he always just talks about like changing angles, right? Like if you're meeting resistance, you don't just drive into the resistance and then hope the resistance gets tired. It's like, we change angles, we come high, we come to the side. So like if things for whatever reason aren't working or like not going as they're supposed to, then just kind of like trying to look at it from another perspective, be like, how can it work? That's another, like, I kind of took it as well from uh, a book that I was listening to recently, but it was like, don't think I can't afford this thing. How can I afford this? And then like, it just opens your mind up to the possibility. So it's not like I can't get this done. It's like, okay, that way is not working. How can I get this done? And it's like, I'm not going to push through this guy's frame. It's like, okay, let's pop up and release them. And now we can drive forward. Let's get to the side where he's not as strong, get to his weak side. Now we can drive forward, you know? So just like understanding that resistance doesn't shut you down. It actually opens up different options, different pathways, you know? So like, yeah, you meet resistance, change what you're doing. You don't, you don't like, if you don't like the way things look, change the way you look at the things. And then it works out eventually so far. So good. Amazing. And, and for like the people that don't train and don't understand or the people that train at a place that doesn't emphasize this. I mean, I don't know if you were here the morning Mike was talking about it's, it's chess, not backgammon because they play a lot of backgammon here. Okay. You know, with, yeah. someone was like, you know, Oh yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Like, backgammon. It's way too simple. Yeah. And, 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 and there's like, you just take chances. Right, you just roll the dice and see what happens. Dice, and he was like, that's not what training is. Right. It's, it's very that's wild. It's very strategic. Um, it's always planned and you have to have a backup for your backup. For yeah. Your backup. And I, you know, that, that's been a, a huge lesson for me in terms of business. Um, because when you look at it, when you look at it as a sum zero game, then, then you really do diminish your opportunities. And like what you're talking about, which explains so well, is just like figure out a different way to, yeah. to approach it and, and find some, uh, find some, some other and potentially better, 
better solutions for sure more opportunities um you're, you're very active on social media um for both sure. your business and for um and for your your fights you got a fight coming up yes. october 2nd october 2nd in philly or atlantic city yeah it's like just outside of philly it's parks casino but okay. philly is just easier to say because it's close by and that's uh it's cage fury cage fury as well correct yeah um and where would they you would see that streaming last time um so they some will be on facebook the other rest are on uh ufc fight pass okay um and then if people are interested in reaching out to you for instruction in martial arts counseling and nutrition where's yes place way to get in touch with you so currently my regular instagram I cannot log into it. And that's usually tank jutsu, but hold off on that for now. That was the other question. Why yeah. tank? Let, uh, it was literally like made up on the spot. Okay. I wish I had a better story. Yeah. It was or, like, you gotta work on that. You gotta come up with it. Cause the trucker story is great. Yeah. It was just like, I was like 17, 18. I couldn't drive. No, I was 17 and I couldn't drive to these late jujitsu practices because I would be out past my provisional license. So this guy that I used to train with, he was like, he was like 26 at the time. He had like a broken down truck where he had like, I had to get in and he had to like lift the door up to put it in. And we paid our instructor in like Modelo. And it was just like a very weird thing. And he made me make a Twitter. So I had to make a name on the spot. And I was like, tank jitsu. And then that was it. That was 17 year old Frank. All right. That's it. You got to work on that. Yeah. Not as cool. Um, so yes, be back up soon. Um, evergreen nutrition counseling on Facebook, same thing on Instagram and I'm there all the time. So Facebook is just Frank Wells, right? Yeah. So I have have Frank Marshall Wells is my personal. And then yeah, the evergreen nutrition counseling as the, uh, as the business one. So Instagram and Facebook for evergreen is a good way to, yes, sir. Yeah. And my email's attached on there. Nice. So if you're, you know, athletic, looking to get a better shape, just want to get a better shape or best case scenario, I think you're a high uh, performing business person that needs to be in shape to continue to perform high. Um, you know, Frank's a, Frank's a great guy, uh, first and foremost. Um, Thanks, and, man. And he's in it for the long haul, and you have to be too if you want to succeed. So thank you, brother. Well, appreciate so it, awesome. man. I'm glad we really right got there. to do this. I'm glad we got to do it here in RGA. Thank you, Hinzo. And uh, thank all of you. Really uh, great to see you all for, for tuning in. Uh, we'll see you next week, everybody. Have a great weekend. Peace out. Boom. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Do you run or are ready to open your own business? Hi, I'm Jeremiah Fox. I've been operating and opening small business for the last 25 years, and I'm the host of the new show, The Entrepreneurial Web. Tune in every Friday at noon Eastern time for insights and stories on the nuances of running small business right here on Fridays at noon, talkradio.nyc.
you love or are you intrigued about New York City and its neighborhoods? I'm Jeff Goodman, host of Rediscovering New York, a weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. Did you know that nearly one in five adults in the U.S. battles mental illness? Hi, my name is Albert Dabba. I'm the host of the show Extra Innings. Extra Innings, I discuss the topics of wellness, mental health, and the experience of surviving multiple suicides within my family. Listen live every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern to Extra Innings for discussions with sports figures, artists, mental health professionals, and many others. That's Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Post-COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be Frank About Health to advocate for all of us. Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc.